Welcome to the Up Level Dairy Podcast. This is the podcast for dairy owners, managers, and their trusted advisors who are looking to take themselves and their businesses to their next level of performance, resilience, and success in the dairy farming business. I'm your host, Peggy Coffeen, and it's my mission to bring you the stories and thought leaders to help take you to your next up level. Welcome to the Up Level Dairy Podcast, and joining us today is one of our founding partners, Jay Joy from Bridgeforth LLP. Jay, welcome to the Up Level Dairy Podcast. That's good to see you again, Peggy. Great to see you. And Jay, so you just got back from talking to a group of egg lenders at the Egg Lending Institute and providing this overview of the U.S. dairy industry. And uh, that's what we're going to be really digging into today is having you share some of those key highlights that you talked with this group about. And what better time than right now when we are in the state um, of the dairy industry that we've been preparing for and talking about with these low milk prices in this surplus of milk on our local markets and all the things that we've been talking about and preparing for, uh, they're happening right now. And so that's what we're going to dig into with you today, Jay, the health of, you know, the overall industry. How do you rate that? It's not good. I mean, it's not good at all. I mean, when you're talking, you know, there's really only a handful of things that I watch really when it comes to the, to the current state of the industry and financially anyway, you know, it's, it's very simple. It's cost of production, income over feed cost, you know, profitability on a per cow basis, annualized. Um, you know, those are kind of the three things that, you know, I tip- typically look at or almost always look at. And those three things are probably questions that most bankers are asking right now of their dairy clients is what's your current cost of production? What's your income over feed costs? And then, you know, how much do you expect? Essentially, it's how much do you expect to lose this year given you know, current milk prices and current feed prices. So I would say uh, from a current profitability standpoint, it's an absolute, it's, it's an absolute bloodbath in certain areas and it's and in other areas, it's fairly painful. Uh, but so that's from a profitability standpoint. Luckily, I guess there is one, I guess, bright spot is most guys in 2022 made a quite a lot of money and were able to, to, um, you know, heal up their balance sheets if they needed healed up or to build a fairly decent sized war chest preparing for your bull downturn in the industry. Cause it always happens. I mean, we've got, like you said, it, we've always got peaks and valleys and I refer to it as the dairy roller coaster. It's, you know, sometimes we're on the upswing and a lot of times it feels like we're on the downswing headed towards the valley. So. Yeah. And, and so Jay, like when you kind of articulated here that there's, you know, most people are feeling something right now, right? So either they're, they're in the bloodbath, they're bleeding or they're in pain and they're hurting. So what's the difference between those two categories? Um, who's bleeding and who's hurting? Well, I think regionally, I mean, if you're in the Southwest part of the U S you know, so California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Kansas, maybe even Colorado, I would say you're like, you're bleeding pretty good. Uh, just because, you know, milk prices in that area tend to be lower than they are in the upper Midwest, right? We all know that. And then you compound that with the cost of feed in those areas, you know, basically the freight cost to get feed from the Midwest to the Southwest, you know, a lot of that, you know, a lot of that is pat- 
all of it's passed on to the dairyman in some form or fashion. So, you know, if we think we have low milk prices and high peat prices in the upper Midwest, you know, give some guys that you know in Arizona or New Mexico a call and start comparing some numbers and Maybe you won't so feel so bad about your situation. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need the if you need the ego boost, call your friends that are in less fortunate regions. Is, is the moral of your story? But Jay, so so here's the deal. Like uh, this has been a very doom and gloom conversation so far. And if uh, and I think one thing you know about me is I'm like looking for the sunshine and the rainbows here. So is there any sunshine and rainbows that we can find in this current situation? <laughs> well, pole cow prices, right? Beef prices. People forget that that beef can be a fairly substantial uh, revenue source for dairy. So, you know, cold cow prices are extremely strong. Uh, Day-old calf prices are extremely strong. Feeder cow prices are extremely strong. You know, so the beef side of your business should be doing fairly well right now if you have one. Um, now, as a as a percentage of total revenues, it it's not a big thing, right? But, it hey, every little bit helps. The other thing is there's still, you know, a fair amount of digester money, you know, being kicked around out there. So that's another additional revenue source that is available today to help, you know, some guys weather that storm a little bit that maybe wasn't there five years ago and certainly wasn't there 10 years ago. So, you know, there are additional sources of revenue that can help somewhat offset, you know, that not so good income over feed cost, uh, situation that we find ourselves in. So that's one uh, or two, I guess. Um, the other one that I, that I think, um, we don't talk a whole lot about is the fact that, you know, so there's obviously there's this debate, right? So I know right now we're deep in the Valley. And if you look at, you know, milk price relative to cost of production, you know, most guys are way underwater you know, when it comes to current milk price relative to cost of production. So the question is, is would you rather have a very long, a prolonged period of losing, you know, a couple hundred, couple bucks, a hundred weight, or would you have rather have a relatively short period where that valley is pretty deep? And so you lose a lot of money very quickly. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I would rather have the really deep trough that, you know, you're losing substantial amounts of money fairly quickly because what that does is it forces exits a lot faster. You know, people can't hold on as long. And so I think in order to turn this situation around, I think we've got some cows that need career changes, right? I mean, I think we need to reduce, we need to reduce uh, the overall herd numbers and then, you know, maybe dial production back a little bit. That's a lot easier said than done. But I think ultimately that needs to happen is I think there's just some cows and some actually some producers that aren't going to make it through this situation. And yeah, I know that's uh, that's very painful in the short term, especially for those producers that don't make it through it. But as an industry, I think long term, it gets us through this a lot quicker as opposed to, you know, being a one or a two or a three year, you know, slow bleed. It's a six month to eight month fast bleed, and then we're maybe back on the upswing a lot quicker. So I don't know that that's a I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a silver lining, but that's kind of how I see the situation unfolding right now. 
Yeah, yeah, for for better or worse, the way um the way to get the way that we get there may not be the most pleasant one for for some folks. Um, but uh, would you say there's definitely a need for some correction in the supply? The other bright spot too is if if you're looking to exit the business right now, you know, cow values are fairly strong, right? I mean, especially cold cow prices, like I said. So I think, yeah, you may extract more out of your herd today than you would have you know, six months ago or a year ago. So especially if they're going for beef, right? So I think that's a, I think that's maybe a good thing. Um, the other piece is land values. Land values have held very strong, you know, kind of, for me, kind of shockingly. Uh, so because the, you know, the typical way it works is as interest rates go up, land values go down and, for whatever reason, that really hasn't happened yet, I guess I should say, but it has not happened up to this point. So, if, you know, if you're again, if you're looking at business and you want to sell cows and land, um, pricing's probably going to continue to be fairly good on on those assets. So. You've talked for months on our podcast here about, hey, now is the time to talk to your lender. Now is the time to communicate. Now is the time to look at restructuring debt and risk management. Is it too late for those that weren't proactive um, six months ago or in the last year when prices were good of stashing some cash aside and making sure they paid down debt and taking some of those actions? Uh, is it too late? I don't think that ship has completely left the harbor, but it's it's pulling out. <laughs> so. Uh, no, I don't think it's too late, but it's, it's, it's that time is fast approaching. So yeah, uh, you know, there's old saying that what's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago, what's the second best time to plant a tree today, right? So even if you haven't done something, the, uh, the best time to get started is now, you know, pick up the phone, have that conversation with your lender. If you already haven't, um, you know, start, start that process. You know, because honestly, you know, the best time, like I, and I've said it on podcasts in the past, the best time to to uh, go to your banker and, and uh, try to restructure your financing is after a year of strong profitability, which we did have in 2022, right? So I do think that that opportunity still exists, but it's probably not going to exist for very much longer. So, Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And Jay, so uh, so when you look at kind of the bigger picture and you work with a lot of different operations, you know, different sizes, different scales in dairy and beyond. Uh, but if you were to really just think about the most profitable, um, long-term profitable dairy farms that, that you're working with, uh, what are they doing now? Well, I think they're, they're, I wouldn't say they're daily or weekly conversations, but they're definitely having monthly conversations with their lenders and partners and to make sure everybody that's has a vested interest in the dairy financially is on the same page with where they're at. So they're very proactively having conversations with the people that need to know how the dairy is performing financially. I would say the second thing they're they're doing is they're not making any drastic decisions. You know, they're not completely cutting, you know, all the vitamins and minerals and all that good stuff out of rations. They're not going bare bones on rations. You know, they're not completely um, going bare bones on labor. I mean, they're not like cutting off their nose to spite their face kind of thing that 
they realize that they're in the valley and the, the worst time to make a long-term decision is when you're in a short-term painful, you know, spot. So they're not, you know, making drastic decisions that way. Um, I would say they're be, they're being a lot more, um, mindful, I guess is probably the right word of capital investments, just given the cost of interest, you know, the cost of money today versus, you know, six months ago, 12 months ago, certainly 12 months ago, and even two years ago, um, it makes those CapEx projects not pencil as good if you have to pay, you know, double the interest rates is what you had built into the original model. So I think they're being a lot more discriminant on capital investments, if you will. I think the proactive communication with the financial stakeholders and just being very, very selective on, on capital projects, those are probably the two things that that my best clients are, are doing right now. So, oh, and the third would be, if they, already, if they haven't already, you know, restructured debt or got themselves or got themselves organically in a good working capital position, you know, with a, with a decent sized, you know, cushion there to absorb some short-term losses. They are having those conversations to get that done with their lenders like ASAP. Yeah. So I think, you know, really, Jay, as I listen to you share the, um, these thoughts and observations, I think our conversation really today is what does it take to win? What does it take to be a winner in this current uh, situation? And um, what are those that are trying to set themselves up for the win? What are they doing differently? And um, and then, you know, some of them might even come back to defining what is winning, you know, is winning staying in the business or for some is winning capitalizing on some of the opportunities to exit because of the higher beef price and the land value values. Yeah, I think the the long-term, you know, when to me the long-term winning solution is you always got to stay in position, right? I mean, when we're in times like we are in now, you know, the the objective is how do we minimize the bleeding? You know, how do we stay in position? How do we keep people informed and on the same page so that there's no surprises? Because I could tell you, you know, for having sat on that side of the desk, the worst thing in the world to a banker is a surprise. So, you know, even if it's going to be painful, just say it's going to be painful. Even if, you know, you have to tell your lender, yeah, we're probably going to lose, you know, a thousand bucks a cow this year. Well, that's the conversation that you need to have with the lender. And that's the message that they need to be able to take back to their people internally, their credit approvers and their you know, executives within their institutions to let them know like what to expect. So yeah, even if it's bad news, just, yeah, don't sugarcoat it, you know, be real to, to the situation. Well, All right, Jay, and I'm going to ask you to be as real as you want to be in the next couple minutes here. What is the one thing that you want to leave, the one message you want to leave with our listeners today um, about what we've just talked about? What's uh, what's the the key takeaway um, that that you want to make sure they walk away from listening to this uh, conversation is? I would say that you don't have to go it alone. You know, I know when, uh, you know, when everybody in the industry is making money, you know, it's easy to pick up the phone and call your neighbor because the conversations are very positive conversations, right? You're talking about good things, you know. When we're in the valley, you know, the inclination is to kind of almost do a retreat and kind of go internal and to kind of, I shouldn't say block yourself off from the rest of the world, but it's, in a sense, 
you know, people like to kind of go into their shell, you know, when we're in the valley. And I would say, you know, there's a time for that maybe, but don't feel like, you know, if you're in a position where, you know, you're struggling financially, um, you don't really know kind of what the future of your dairy is going to look like. Like, don't feel like you have to bear the entire weight of that burden yourself. Like there are people out there, you know, in the industry that you can engage to help you get through the process. Now it may not be the answer that you want to hear, but you know, just have, just being open to, to accepting help and being open to, to talking about the situation and where you're at and, and engaging other people to, to come up with some ideas to maybe help get you through it. It's those resources are out there. So don't feel like you have to go, go on it by yourself. Yeah. And I think we've heard some of those, uh, some of those testimonies from actually a couple of episodes back when we had actually one of your clients that joined us that, um, talked about how you came in at the right time to help with some bigger picture, not just from the financing side, but also, um, from the ability to really help them get together as a family and as a business and, uh, and the success that they've been able to have by, you know, by getting to the point where they asked for help and made a call. And, um, and that's, uh, that's where you fit in Jay Bridgeforth LLP moving forward and staying family right well and i think that's the big piece is if you, you got to be headed in the same direction because if you've got you know some people going this way and some people going that way that's inefficient right and we all know that in the dairy industry the margin for error is getting smaller and smaller and smaller so any inefficiencies you can take out of the system only enhances the likelihood that you'll be successful so get everybody headed in the same direction. And if you're not, you better figure out how to get that done pretty quickly because to not, you know, be headed in the same direction is inefficient. And eventually, you know, it, it is going it, to, it's costing you money today. And it, eventually it could cost you your entire business. We've covered a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in this conversation today from uh, the state of the industry and and helping our listeners to really you know look at ways that they can minimize their bleeding, um, alleviate some of the hurt, look for opportunities to really win in the long game, and um, and also you know just reminding them that they don't have to go through this alone. Thank you so much for joining us on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Up Level Dairy Podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Coffeen. And if you like what you heard today, go ahead and head on over to upleveldairy.com to read the blog and join the Up Level Dairy email list so you can receive new podcasts, blogs, and special offers coming soon from Up Level Dairy straight in your inbox. To listen to more episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, and don't forget to rate and review. Connect with me, Peggy, at Peggy at UpLevelDairy.com and follow Up Level Dairy on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm.